For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome in, folks, to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe Dillio, joined by Rise and Draft, Mr. Ryan Roberts and Alex Gilstrap, uh, part of riseanddraft.com. You're looking for fantastic NFL draft coverage as well as mock draft simulator and a great database for draft prospect information. Also a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. So today we are going to do the flip of our last topic on our last discussion show, which was letdowns so far during the cycle and we decided to be a bit more positive on this episode and it's going to be players that have been big surprises that might be in that top 100 conversation maybe even higher we're going to get to that super soon though before we do folks i just want to remind you uh to check out bet online the season is almost halfway through for college football and the nfl and as always bet online is your number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, we're going to be a bit more positive. We've got more names to go through today. Ryan, as always, tried to fit 60 in, in one show, uh, but <laughs> not he's not admitting to it. But uh, we've got a lot of really fun guys to talk about, and I, I think a number of these are players who just really popped up onto the scene and are going to be people that you need to be aware of come the start of the actual draft cycle. And, and Ryan, I want to head to you first with a South Carolina player, Kingsley Inigbare, who has looked fantastic so far on a pretty bad South Carolina team. It's it's tough to stand out on a struggling SEC team. But why did you go with Kingsley Inigbare? Well, in the summer, I, I think I talked about him in the summer too. He was a guy that I... Wanted to like a ton, and there was just something about him that I just I couldn't buy fully into. He's got the six four plus, the two fifty um, five two sixty somewhere in that ballpark. He's got the thirty four plus inch arms, and he's an explosive athlete, man. Who's got some nice hip flexion? He can bend and he can run the outside track. And there's a some big upside as a pass rusher. But in his twenty twenty film, like I was just like, man, he is such a 
such a liability in the run game. Like he, he cannot set an edge. He cannot, he's getting displaced out of gaps all, all over the place. So I ended up with a fourth round grade on him just strictly based upon the traits. Like that was, you know, I, I was as high as I can give him just cause he was, it wasn't just that he was, he was like below average in the run game. Like he was poor. He was about as bad as I've watched over the summer, as far as defending the run at defensive end position. But this year has been a lot better. He's really been able to unlock his length. His core looks a lot stronger. So now we're adding in some ability as a run defender and early downs to make somewhat of an impact, at least be solid in that area. So if we're talking solid to plus in the run game combined with the traits that he has as a pass rusher, this kid's going top 100. I, mm. I, I think this kid could go first round if, if he's wow. consistent in the run game because I think he has the traits to be a – Every he is traits to be a high volume pass rusher. He does. I like you could tell you could sell me on him being eight to eleven sack a year guy from a athletic trait standpoint. And if he's a good run defender, just solid. Because I I comped him in the summer to Olivier Vernon for the for the Cleveland Browns. It was kind of the same thing coming on Miami. He was a nice athlete, inconsistent. The flashes were there. Olivier Vernon turns himself into a really solid all around football player. And at the end of his career, he's a good run run defender it's not just that he's like he's good so i think that anigbari has a good upside i think he he looks the part for sure and the fact that he's become a more consistent run defender i think that he has a better floor than i anticipated and i think he still has a a substantial upside as a pass rusher yeah i think the best point you made with anigbari coming into 2021 and 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 how things have differed for him so far is Look, coming into the season, we weren't sure that you would be able to deploy him except on certain, you know, pass rush situations, third and long, you know, stuff like that. But here, you know, like you said, uh, you see a more well-rounded uh, game with him, the ability to run the game, uh, you know, play against the run uh, better than he did in years past. I think a lot of that is he looks a little bigger, first of all. He looks like he's put on some weight, which does help him. Um, but I think he's just kind of understood, like, you know, how to get the right angles and how to, you know, cut off the edge and make plays and two gap, uh, you know, against outside zone. I, I haven't watched too much of him, you know, film wise to this point, but I did watch him obviously against Georgia live. And I think there were two or three times he made, he made rushing stops. So that's something that, you know, against an offensive line like Georgia, which who brings the beef for, uh, you know, a college football program, you know, he, 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 he found success, especially on those uh, outside running plays to be able to close off the edge and then, you know, uh, use that strength, that added strength I think he added in, you know, over over the offseason to be able to to get free, get his hands free and, and make stops in the run game. So, like you said, more well-rounded play leads to you feeling more comfortable about his projection to play a more prominent role at the next level. And I think in this – I think in my scale, I, I listed him as a – a plus like a, a good backup, a good rotational player. And that's kind of to your point, Alex, it's like he has the upside at least in the summer of being a pass rush specialist who can affect third downs, but he graded a little lower because I just didn't see an every down potential player. But now I think that I'm seeing a guy that is a potential starting caliber football player who still has the upside as a pass rusher. So we're just talking about becoming a more well-rounded football player. The ceiling was never the issue with a guy like Enigbari. The question was the floor, and now he's showing that there is a more substantial floor than there was before. 
So we've got a lot of defenders on this list. I'm looking at it now, and it's kind of funny it's shaped out that way. Almost makes me wonder we should have just broken it up by offense and defense. But uh, Alex, the the guy that you wanted to highlight first as a big surprise is linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah, who has looked really good so far this season. I actually ended up getting to see him in person yesterday. I ended up going to the USC-Utah game just on a whim and Man, USC is absolutely terrible. That's a separate issue. But so far this season, 53 tackles. He has two sacks to his name. He also has two interceptions. This is a guy who's performed pretty well so far this season. Why did you go with Devin Lloyd as your uh, surprise riser, your first one? Well, to your point about defenders over you know offensive players in uh, this week's episode, I feel like on Twitter we always talk offensive players. It's easy to talk about the quarterbacks, the running yeah. backs, the wide receivers. Let's talk about some defensive guys. It's just a little bit more fun. Let's keep it fresh. So for and it's me, a great Devin, defensive class. And it's it really a great is. defensive class. Right. Oh. Yeah, the defense is leading the way uh, as far as talent goes in this year's class. And to to your point, you know, to to go into Devin Lloyd from Utah, the linebacker uh, that I want to talk about here. This is someone that I didn't watch over the summer. It's a stacked linebacker class. There were so many names, and I just, quite frankly, didn't get to them. And this is someone who has. For me, watching him live a couple times now, like you mentioned, Joel, USC this week, uh, I watched some of the BYU game uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and he just stood out. He looks like a different – he's playing at a different speed, and that's both against the run. Uh, I've, I've seen him, you know, make numerous stops in the run game, uh, you know, week in and week out. He rushes the passer very well. You said two sacks. I think he's had probably triple that as far as quarterback hurries. He seems to always be in there when – when he is blitzing either through the a gap or off the edge. Um, and then in coverage, I think is, is, is his strongest, uh, acco- you know, strongest attribute to him uh, where you said he had two interceptions. This guy just seems to always be in the right position. Doesn't give up big plays in coverage. I think the longest play uh, on the 2021 season to this point through, si- uh, through five games is 14 yards. And, and that was a play where it wasn't even really his guy that, uh, you know, going back and watching some of that early tape, this year. So, um, you know, a big fan of Devin Lloyd, obviously with a passing league in the NFL coverage at the linebacker position, we've seen it with Pete Warner. We've seen it with some of these guys. It's, it's really important for them to be able to cover the pass. Uh, but in that same, in that same train of thought, he's done such a great job against the run. So this is someone that I just feel like is, is easy projection. He kind of checks all the boxes at the linebacker position. He displays athleticism, uh, as a run and chase linebacker, uh, in the run game as well as, you know, has the, the play strength to hold up at the point of attack when offensive linemen come to him at the second level. I think he's a different breed from what Utah usually has at linebacker, too, because if you look from a year, a few years back, they had Chase Hansen, they had Cody Barton, who's I think yeah. is still on the Seattle Seahawks backup yeah, linebacker. Yeah. They had um, Francis Bernard at linebacker a couple years ago as well, and they're all kind of the same dude. Like, Chase Hansen had a little bit of a safety background, so he was a little more of a, a flexible mover, but, like, they are all downhill, a little slightly undersized guys that really are going to show up in the run game, but like they're not dynamic athletes in any sense, but they're always well coached. So now you have Devin Lloyd, who is a complete opposite. He's 6'3", with vines, 235 pounds, very athletic, very loose, and he's still coached by the same coaching staff, Kyle Whitt- Whittingham and Morgan Scally, who is one of the best defensive tandems uh, as far as coaches in all of college football. Utah has always coached phenomenally well on the defensive side of the football. So when you take that defensive style and that discipline as a linebacker and you mold it into what Devin Lloyd has from a physical perspective, 
this kid could be the first linebacker off the board. It's wide open right now. He has that type of upside. He has that length. He has the ability, I believe, to play Mike Sam Will. Like I feel like he's a guy that can play multiple positions in the defense, and he has a smooth athletic background on top of the discipline style that Utah usually plays. I'm in on Devin Loy, top 50 pick. Yeah. So similar to what we had on the last show, we, we had a lot of guys that were on teams that were struggling and that were under playing underwhelming that were under that conversation of, of underwhelming guys. And the flip side of that, pretty much all of the guys we're bringing up today are players that are on teams that are just out of nowhere, really explosive, doing really, really well. And we've got another defensive player on a team that has been really resilient on defense. They probably could have won against Iowa this past weekend if it wasn't for the injury that Sean Clifford ended up dealing with, and that kind of impacted the outcome indirectly. But Ryan, you want to talk about Jaquan Brisker, who is the six foot one, two hundred pound safety for Penn State so far this year. He has twenty five tackles and two interceptions. They've got a lot of dudes on that defense again because they recruit so many athletes. It seems like, and a lot of those guys are developing pretty well. Why did you pick Brisker, and where do you think he fits? in this really, really already talented safety group. I just noticed that the last four guys we're going to talk about are all Big Ten guys, a little bit of a fun here. <laughs> it's a Big Ten podcast. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's a, it is a big uh, – locked on Big Ten. I don't know. Oh, not, not locked on. Sorry, oh, believe in Big I Ten. I'm sorry. That out. Network. We, hey, we got Ryan with the, the verbal right. gaff. We got Alex over here completely almost yeah, knocking his computer that. over. No, I'm <laughs> leaving it in when you guys That's make mistakes. Hey, man, no shame in our past, Joe. We, we worked in locked yeah, on. Yeah, I know. I know. So we do. I'm giving um, Alex more crap than you, though, because he completely almost just knocked his whole setup over. <laughs> that would have been way better. I mean, we're on video, so that would have been fantastic. Uh, yeah, everyone uh, saw it. <laughs> well, shout out to Alex as he's about to knock everything over, because I think Alex did talk about Jaquan Brisker a couple weeks ago, and mm. I think I put the comparison of Adrian Amos on him, and I still like that comp. I really do. And what's really cool about Brisker is – he had some hype last year. He decides to come back. He actually had a senior bowl invite last year. <laughs> he decides to still come back without the extra extra COVID year. And I thought, and he's listed at 6'1", kind of like you said, Joe. But I you know, I mean, sites and schools always list guys a little bigger. But then I see Blessed. I'm like, he is a legit six foot one and 3 eighths and 203 pounds. I'm like, okay, he's got some size to him. And I watched the Iowa game this week, and this was my first time watching a live game this season. I've seen you know, some cut-ups and, and some replays of games. This is my first time watching live action and seeing the impact. This kid, man, run game, pass game, he's all over the place from Penn State. He's a lot better than what I thought of him as over the summer. I thought he was a all-around solid player over the summer. I think he excels in multiple areas now. And he made a, a couple plays in that game, a pass breakup, playing split, split field, read, and really diagnosis quickly. And he brings his brings the pads in the run game. All around, good football player. I don't think that he's a guy that's going to ever play single high, true free safety type of player. I don't think he's a middle of the field type of guy. But as a split field guy, playing in a cover two heavy system, cover four, whatever it is, playing some match coverage. Like, this kid can play football, man. And I think he's got some size to him. He's got some physicality. Adrian Amos, I'm sticking with it. Again, a little bit of a lazy comp because they both went to Penn State. 
But I think Jaquan Brisker is a lot better than I thought. And for your question, Joe, where I think he lines up, I, I think in, it's the category you listed here. I think he's a top 100 pick. I, and before mm-hmm. the season started, I would have said fourth to fifth round. I think this kid is a safe top 100 pick who is a starting caliber player down the road. So, Alex, before you respond and, and share your thoughts on that, I would like to get a quick uh, don't force comps rating on that out of 10. Adrian Amos, Jaquan Brisker, where do you, where do you stand on that? Um, let's see. We'll give it a four. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. We have to, we have to distinguish the scale. What is 10 and what is one? 10 being the, Ten's the best 10, 10 is, oh, like a good comp. Yeah. 10 out of 10 means it's, a, oh, it's okay, a okay. one. Right. Com- I don't I know what like, scales on the you're scale, using. No, I'm thinking of like, don't force comps. Like how much of a don't force comp situation. Oh, I'm I get what I'm you're thinking. saying. Okay. Yeah. So it's so perfect, if that's the case, it's comp. on the other side. Six. So you, you think it's yeah, same okay. team? It's a little lazy. Come on, Ryan, you've done better. <laughs> you have to admit you've done better. Can we go back to my Enig Barre uh, Olivier Vernon comp then instead? I forgot to get that, that one. one. Yeah, wait. What, what would you grade the? Uh, I, I like I that. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven point eight. Oddly oh, we're, specific. We're talking decimals here. We're talking yeah, decimals. yeah. We, we, we really two, shouldn't two sick figs for this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, you make a cop now, and I need to get something good here. Man. All right, all right. We'll work on it. Yeah, uh, let's or, get your thoughts on Brisker, though. Okay, so for Brisker, uh, the biggest thing that stands out, like I said, I've talked talked about him a couple weeks ago. Um, three big games he's played this year uh, to this point at Wisconsin. You know, that was a a high leverage game to start off the year against Auburn, and then at Iowa here. In those games, Ryan talked about his how he's been so well-rounded. Let's talk about the passing game. He's had, in, in those three games, three PBUs, two interceptions. So he's he's been able to show up in coverage, uh, you know, time and time again, especially in the big games. On the season, I think he's allowed six, six uh, receiving yards. So passing game is not a question. And then I think he gets to pair that with a, like seven or eight, if memory serves, um, run stop. So the guy just kind of does it all for that defense. He's kind of the focal point and kind of the guy that sits in the middle. Like you said, he's not going to be the the guy on the roof, the guy on the ceiling, you know, uh, playing single high, but this is someone that you want playing down on the football, uh, kind of playing in that uh, that box safety role, making plays at the line of scrimmage and in, in swing play, you know, uh, in the run game and swing pass, screen pass situations, uh, but allow him to play in coverage quite a bit as well because I think he's special in both. Top 50 guy for me. Wow. So our, our one offensive player that we have on here, which I, I, I don't I don't know how to notice this before we started recording, but we've got one offensive player and surprise, surprise. It's a guy that Alex had claimed a while ago, and it's a guy that he has continually talked about as he's just ascended into a, a fantastically talented player. You could probably guess, yes, it is Michigan State's Kenneth Walker, the third five foot ten, 210 pound running back. And he has had some stupid performances thus far already at 913 yards and nine touchdowns, two 200 yard rushing games. I, I don't, I don't know how anyone's stopping this kid. And that's, he's a big reason why Michigan State has been as good as they are this year. So, Alex, one, tell us a little bit more about Kenneth Walker that you haven't really already talked about, which you've done a lot. And we need a comp so that uh, oh. Ryan can rate you. <laughs> all right, yeah. So uh, Kenneth Walker for me is someone I came into the season really high on, as we all know at this point. Uh, this is the one I get to hang my hat on uh, to this point in the season. Biggest question mark with him is his his work in the pass game. I thought we were starting to get some uh, some light a couple weeks ago when he had three receptions. 
um, in, in the single game, but he just seems to not be a focal point in that offense is passing game, but that's not to take anything away from him. He's been running all over Folks. Northwestern, good defense, running all over Miami, you know, uh, Nebraska, all the way through the schedule. I think he's averaging 7.1 yards a carry, nine touchdowns. This guy has put it transcended, you know, has put himself in the Heisman conversation as Michigan State's undefeated to this point. Uh, I think they're what ranked 11th as the AP poll came out today as we're recording this. Uh, that sounds I think about right. 10th, 11th, or somewhere right in there. So oh Michigan God, State's yeah. going to have the opportunity. Kenneth Walker's going to have the opportunity to build on that in a in a you know a Big Ten where I feel like they're going to beat each other up. Comp <laughs> off the dome, Chris Carson. Ew. Does that Yuck. size comparison work? I thought Carson's heavier. Am, am I? Because Kenneth Walker's 210. Look, I don't know if Brian, that works. Brian, you wait, 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 what would you, what would you rate it? Scale 1 to 10? Yeah. Scale 1 to 10? Uh, I give that about a negative 6. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's... Ryan, well, cop, aren't you a math teacher? <laughs> yes. Um, cop for him. I would say, stylistically, Aaron Jones would be an okay. okay. That one I, li- I like better than Chris Carson. I'm trying to think. I'm trying Jones, to think of someone like, that's not as good in the passing game. That's where Chris Carson came from. But Alex, like, one's a guy's like a downhill bruiser, and the other one's right. like a shifty. Like, I just don't think miss, Kenneth Walker is big enough to be to be Chris Carson. Like, I think I feel like Carson's a little bit more uh, guys, behind this isn't his my pads. Game. We shouldn't be doing this. Too yeah. bad. You're this is the Don't Force right Comps podcast. I, I think it's like <laughs> Chris uh, Carson's Chuba what two twenty. Chuba Hubbard, maybe. You okay. Know, like, nah, wait, I, mean, I mean, also, Ken- Kenneth Walker is not two ten. Like, let's be honest about this. You think he's heavier? Yeah, no, I think he's lower. I think he's like. Yeah, I think he's like. Yeah, he. Like, so that's my point. Is regardless, he looks skinny. Chris Carson looks bigger, and he's 5'11", 223. So like that, I just that's my because Chris Carson again, he's more of like behind his pads. I feel like I haven't really seen that from Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Ryan. What do you think of Walker though? Before we get to your your last uh, surprise player. He's growing on me. He's growing on me. I, I think he's explosive in short spaces. I don't see a second gear, um, but I see really good patience and I see some explosiveness in tight areas. That's kind of why Aaron Jones came to mind just a little bit stylistically. Like Aaron Jones doesn't have dynamite speed, but like he, again, in tight spaces, he can really explode and take advantage of a crease, um, at least to create an explosive play. And I think that he has that. I think that he has good contact balance. I would say he's got better wiggle than he has true contact balance. Like I don't see him running through tackles. I see him making tacklers kind of slip off of him, if that makes sense. I'd see a little more of a quick shake than a guy that's like legitimately running through arm tackles. But he's grown on me, man. I- I'm I'm not quite to top 100 yet, just because I want to see what type of athlete he is. I really do kind of want to see that. But Alex can take his victory lap for now because he's been – Arguably the best running back in college football so far. So, Maybe a uh, Heisman favorite if, if Michigan State continues to win win football games. I don't think that's no, no, out of the question no, at all. No quarterbacks really in the race right now. So, yeah. like, somebody's going. Maybe Bijan, I guess, has a claim, but even he just lost Oklahoma. So Right, and you also keep getting the Matt Corral name thrown out there, which is kind of justified, but no one has yet to really stand out in that, uh, in that, in that grouping. Uh, we've got Shocker, another freaking defensive player. And uh, Ryan, you picked a Michigan guy, uh, yet another <laughs> big Big Ten player. David Ajobo. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But the thing I'm not mispronouncing is the fact that this man, it says he is from Aberdeen, Scotland. 
which is pretty cool. And I'm sure you've got a, a quick tidbit on that, but six foot five, 250 pounds so far this year, four and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and also two quarterback hits. So let's hear a little bit about uh, Ajobo. Yeah, I, I think um, from my knowledge, I think Ajobo was very late to the game, and I'm not sure exactly how long he spent overseas, but obviously he was overseas for a while. And he has he's a New Jersey guy now, Joe, and he played at the Blair Academy, which is a – uh, yeah. Very good high school here in New Jersey, and he is a guy that was, to my knowledge, if I remember correctly, he was a little late to football. Mm -hmm. I don't think he played until he was in high school, maybe midway through high school, and this kid is an athletic freak. And the reason that I picked him was actually – shout out to Corey Kennan on Twitter. He's been pounding a Jobo now for like two weeks, and I, I, I had heard the name. I know the number. Like I knew 55. I saw him play a little bit. But I went back and because of Corey and I watched the Washington game. And while everybody was fangirling over Aiden Hutchinson, I'm here to tell you, man, Jobo <laughs> gave Jackson Kirkland as many fits at oh, not many, but like in his limited reps, he gave Jackson Kirkland a, a lot of fits just as Hutchinson did. Now he's a much different player than Hutchinson. He's listed at six foot five, 250 pounds, looks pretty legit, looks like he has long arms, and he has a toolbox to him. He has a plan, which is weird for a guy that is still relatively raw, hasn't played a ton at Michigan, didn't play a ton in high school, but he has a toolbox. He has a good understanding of how to attack an outside track and has some inside counters to him. He's got a little bit of bend. He's an explosive athlete. Lots to like about him. To put into perspective, he was a 100-meter state qualifier, I believe, at Blair wow. Academy. He ran 10-9 at defensive end, which is – that's flying, man. Stupid. So, so, yeah, it's it's really good. Sub eleven. Um, everybody always makes like, oh, oh wow, this wide receiver ran a 10-8 in high school. I'm like, that's actually not that great of a time for a wide receiver, but like 10-9 for a defensive end. That is stupid, yeah. man. Yeah. So to He's put zooming. that in perspective, this kid has the raw tools. He's starting to figure it out. Corey thinks that he could be a better player than Aiden Hutchinson. And I oh. am not I'm not dispelling that. That's yet. hot. They're very different. That's spicy. For me, is like length, uh, uh, alignment, versatile, scheme diverse type of player. Ajobo is a, tr a traditional four-three defensive end. Put your hand in the dirt, outside track winner. So they're very different football players. But Ajobo could be a big guy, man. That like more people need to start talking about. Aiden Hutchinson's kind of stolen the show, but number fifty-five can play some ball, man. Just give, keep an eye on him. Before yeah. we get to you, Alex, I just want to, I have a really stupid question. Does he have a Scottish accent? Because that would make me really happy for I, some reason. I've, I've never heard him interview, so I'm not sure. Damn it. Okay. I'm going to look it up after because I, I would be enamored by the fact that there is a guy <laughs> with a Scottish accent that is going to play in the NFL. I don't think there's anybody else that's done that except for the guy from Scotland who is a kicker. I forget his name, but Alex, go ahead. <laughs> No, as far as Ajabo goes, like I haven't put too many eyes on him. There's a few uh, Michigan State defenders that kind of catch your eye when watching them live. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson being one, but Daxon Hill, who's someone that I wanted to talk about a little bit, has really impressed me uh, to this point. So, uh, haven't watched too much Ajabo, but from everything that Ryan says and from looking at kind of the advanced statistics on him to this point, seems like he's he's found some success on the opposite side of uh, of Hutchinson, who gets a lot of notoriety. Did Alex just sneak in another guy? Was that was that a fourth guy that he wanted? Yeah, to wait, you second. know how I do. You guys are eh. freaking sneaky. I'm gonna I'm gonna start muting you guys when you when you start <laughs> sneaking in more than the limit. We're gonna put you in like a time. You ever guys watch around the horn where they would put guys in timeout? And oh, right, talk? right, right. I'll figure out a way <laughs> to do that. Can Can you mute other people on this? Is that yeah? Why, wait, watch. 
I just yeah. muted Ryan and I can't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> <Good choice. laughs> All right. I, fi- I fixed Ryan. So Alex, let's get to our last player uh, as we're making pretty good time here, which is a first on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Riley Moss, Iowa defensive back who was a part of a, a huge victory for Iowa last this past weekend, uh, a game that I still stand by. I think if, if Sean Clifford finished the game, Penn State wins that football game, but circumstantially, the they first still... time that's ever been said. It's the first time that's ever been. Said. I, I I don't I don't think anyone would have thought that would have been said, but it's the truth because I don't even I can't even think of the name of the backup because I I couldn't hear the the TV at he's the bar a, I was at. He's a, he's a New he's, Jersey guy. It's a Quan Roperson. Come on, man. He was still terrible. <laughs> he was still <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, if Clifford doesn't come back, they're screwed. But uh, Iowa, on the other hand, continues to look defensively dominant. Probably like one of the top five best defenses in the country right now. And for Riley Moss to be a part of that conversation makes a ton of sense as a a potential riser. So far, he has 23 tackles on the season and then four interceptions. Wow, that's a pretty good stat line um, for a DB so far this season. So why did you go with Riley Moss, Alex? Yeah, I think you're underselling this defense and the success they've had by saying top five. I think yeah, I, I'd go on record to say they're number two. I, I thought it was Georgia. being a little, yeah. yeah, I thought it was being a little soft. I think that two is probably right. They're going to so, be ranked uh, that high too. So, yeah, and it's 2021, and the top two teams in the country are the top two defenses in the country. So, a little bit different shifting gears from uh, from you know, the trends as far as offensive. Uh, offensive minds go and offensive firepower in college football now. But uh, to Riley Moss, Iowa's defense, like you said, had a lot of success uh, over the course of this year, bringing them to that number two ranking. And it's much to do about the ability to turn the ball over. That's something that they lead the nation in, if memory serves, at least going into the week they did. Um, and look, four interceptions, Riley Moss. That's This is someone that I had no idea who he was coming into the year, and now he's on the radar and being talked about quite a bit because of his ability to turn the football over in primetime uh, situations. Had a good game as well yesterday against Penn State. So, Riley Moss isn't someone I'd be willing to say is top 100. There's more to it uh, than than what we've seen in live action. Uh, you know, we got to really dive into him since this is someone that's completely green to me. Um, but this is someone that at least has put his name on the radar uh, to say, hey, I'm somebody too. Yeah, and Riley, I mean, unfortunately, in, on his interception this week, I, he did get hurt in the game, so I don't know how serious yeah. – he was, but he was kind of playing cover three, and he kind of came over top and had a really nice interception. It was not a well-thrown football, but nice interception. Ten, ten interceptions in his career as well, which is a, a really nice number. So he has ball skills. Um, I think Jim Nagy posted something that he was a 13-something, 110 high hurdler in high school as well. So, like, dude can move a little bit, and he's over six foot. Over six foot. He's got a little bit of length to him, not the longest arms in the world, but he's got height. He's got athleticism. Lots to like with Riley Moss for sure. Um, hopefully he is not long-term injured because uh, we actually had him on the College Gridiron Showcase um, invite list that was that's coming out pretty, pretty soon and on the watch list. And I had to tell the guys, like, there's no way we're getting Riley Moss. <laughs> like, there's zero <laughs> chance we're getting Riley Moss. And he's a white cornerback, Joe. And, I mean – Let's start it, man. Trend's about to start. Riley Moss. Is the Who's it was it? Seahorn is the one dude who. Seahorn. Yeah, it's like the only guy that that anyone can remember that was a no, white. Unfortunately, corner. Jason Seahorn. And I mean, you're a Giants fan, so Jason Seahorn was a really good player for the New York Giants. Unfortunately, as a Rams fan, the memory I have of Jason Seahorn is the one year he played and he tried to play free safety and he got gross, stiff armed, 
to oblivion by Steve Smith in a playoff game. And it was awful. I never want to see him again play football. So. Hopefully that doesn't happen to uh, to Riley Moss. But that's going to be it for this uh, this discussion of surprise players so far during this draft cycle. So, uh, you know, no surprise here for our next. I think we're going to do two episodes for the next next two. We're going to do a mock draft. It's time for a mock draft. We've been fiending for one. We know that our listeners who kind of tend to dissipate during the, the college football season and come back with a with a, a fiending need for draft coverage at the end of the season, if we do a mock draft, you guys are going to be juiced up for it. So we will be doing a, a two-part mock draft. You'll be able to watch the video, which will actually have the mock draft simulator rolling uh, while we're doing it. Maybe we'll use Pro Football Network for that one. Maybe that'll be a, a good... good uh, you know, <laughs> no, yeah, we'll obviously be using uh, risingdraft.com. So, uh, no, but uh, if you want to do your own mock draft, seriously, go to risingdraft.com. It has not only a database to pull information from while you do the mock draft, but then you could do the mock draft on the website. It's the best website out there for draft coverage. No fluff, unlike some of these other sites that are just fantasy and shoving all that crap down your throat that's nothing to do with the NFL draft. but. Uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, or if you're listening to the audio version, you don't want to miss our first mock draft of the cycle because we are going to be coming at you hard right now. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks, and enjoy some of the interviews that we have coming up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>